Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Zetus Lapidus, welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me, where we're covering Xenon Girl, the 21st century. I'm Jess Sterling, welcoming in my co-host, the podcaster major, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Earth to planet Jessica, don't you know that I'm majorly bugging right now? I don't know. That was a little bit... (laughs) That one, I go like, you know. You got to go like stellar. There was something stellar, stellar in there. Nebu- well, yeah. Yeah. I character. yeah. am totally freaking out right now. Um, this is just, I mean, this has been on the docket since the very beginning. The very, beginning you know, we, time, thought, yeah. we thought of this show. Shit 90 Shows taught me. And I mean, it was like one of the number one movies that we wanted to cover. But it only took us two years to get here because a very long time but you know what progress takes time and people are lucky we didn't wait all the way till 2049 to cover this this movie because that yeah. is when it takes place um so yeah uh but we're we are not alone we couldn't do this alone because sarah you and i have have seen this movie um it's a 1999 film we have seen it many a time we have seen it's the sequel and the Z3 movie, we've seen them all. Um, and so we had to bring someone in who hasn't seen the film before. Uh, someone who would appreciate zoom, 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 make my heart go. <laughs> and boom, boom. It is none other than the podcaster major, Adam. Adam, how are you? I'm really surprised you didn't say minor and go with the age joke there. Uh, I could just, have, but just, I, try, I try to be nice <laughs> to the guests mostly. Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing like pretty inky, I think. I forgot 
overall. Yes, Inky. Inky's so good. Inky is, he is so great. good. Is Inky the um the original Eggy? I oh my god, really my first note of this whole movie is Inky equals Eggy. Like that. Uh, yes, actually, that is <laughs> yeah. the no that's the one can one comparison. Inky if you're like, eggy. what in the world does Eggy mean? The answer mm -hmm. is Inky. Mm -hmm. But if you want to know what Inky yeah. means, the answer is Eggy. Yeah. It's yeah. My Which came first, the ink or the egg? Who knows? <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Funnily enough, my husband had the exact same note. He's like, you have to ask Sarah about Inky and Eggy. <laughs> Okay. I was like, in great. context it does work one-to-one -one. yeah um, that's all you gotta know so this this movie i have to say um if you had quizzed me on this movie prior to the rewatch i would never have known it was about insurance fraud never in my <laughs> life would have known would have been able to tell you this movie is about insurance fraud um, but I'm, I, I gotta say, I really enjoyed my rewatch mostly because the amount, the like attention to detail in this film for a Disney channel original movie is kind of wild, Sarah. Like they hmm. all have these, like they have their own language, essentially. They have like these, like, not to say uniforms, but everything everyone is wearing is very shiny and latexy and like stretchy and pink and blue and purple. They have these wild hairdos. The attention to detail in this film for a Disney Channel original movie is pretty wild. Is this a piece of art? Absolutely. Is this a time capsule movie? <laughs> I would say so. This is okay. So for anybody that did not grow up as like a millennial blah, 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 or like an elder millennial whatever you want to call me <laughs> the best comparison is you know the chokehold that high school musical has on the younger generation yes yeah it is comparable to the chokehold that xenon girl of the 21st century had on me since uh 1999 when i saw it at first this has been and will be my favorite decom movie the best the best and i mean i've seen high school musical it is shit in comparison and i will stand by that for the rest Sarah, of my you're life you're gonna make all the i don't care people are gonna I turn it off i don't care i am sick of the children telling me that high school musical the musical the series the musical the series the series the <laughs> musical is the best shit that's ever happened in I disney think well, I think it's kind of, I don't know, Adam, you tell me, because you are more of the generation of the high school musical generation. I would say like high school musical is a musical proper, whereas Xenon is not a musical. Like there's a song at the end that is a bop, but there's not music throughout. So it's not a musical. Am I, am I wrong, Adam? Wow, so many takes just happened. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things I mean, that were just said. Do we uh, need to slow I, it down? I mean, okay. <laughs> I I don't even know where to start with this. I I'm I like I don't I okay. You guys are both far more precious about this movie than I had originally thought. I'm not gonna mm. lie. I'm yeah. gonna have to refrain myself. No, uh, never. No, I never love you to unleash <laughs> the beast because it's very like. Watching through my husband's eyes who had never seen the movie, I will say, if you're watching it for the first time as an adult, you're probably like, did I take acid before <laughs> watching a film? Right? Like, there's a lot of moments where you're like, 
explain to me how Chelsea Clinton is the president. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's just a lot of question marks happening. That was my second he... note, actually. Uh, after Inky and Aggie, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, so I definitely am like a high school musical. You know, that is certainly like the generation that I am. I loved high school musicals. Certainly have me in a chokehold. I could sing basically all of those songs, lyric for lyric, right now, and I haven't seen the movie in like probably a decade. Um. I don't know, Sarah. I don't think High School Musical is shit. And I kind of uh, thought that this movie was so dumb. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. When Jess brought it up right at the beginning, like, oh, I forgot this movie was about insurance fraud. Why the hell is this whole movie about this guy who's like committing insurance fraud and killing all these people? And this 13-year-old girl is like the key to everything. To to, What what is this? What did I watch? Have you ever seen a kids movie ever? It's always up to the kids or the random pets. It's like even watching, I don't know, even playing D and D. I'm like, why the fuck is my two foot seven fairy responsible for saving the world? She's a dumb fuck. It's mm-hmm. like you know, you yeah, get Xenon certainly like the smartest, prettiest, coolest girl mm-hmm. ever. She struggles sometimes. I don't know. Like the amount, I really wish I had started like a Zetus Lapidus like counter oh or a major God. counter or a minor counter. I like or it. Or a Lunarius. Oh my God. Ugh. So Lunarius. So stellar. Listen, just because you put the word major and minor at the end of a phrase <laughs> does not make it like a joke or good writing. Like Sweat it was, minor, Adam. It, I'm sweating major, Jess. It was, <laughs> there were so many times. Oh, my God. We're, I mean, we'll, whatever. We'll talk through it. But like when they're in that meeting and like uh, she's being yelled at by the old grumpy fuck or whatever his name is. He's like, silence major. And I'm like, what? no one but talks then, like I that. think the problem is. I, no, but here's what I think so the problem ridiculous. is. Because. We have, like, we'll get into the whole thing, but the gist of it, right, is, like, Xenon lives at a space station, and she ends up having to go to Earth. But the Earth kids mostly dress pretty normally beyond, um, oh, now I'm forgetting, why am I blanking on her name immediately? Margie. Margie. Margie has furry everything. Anything she wears is furry. But I think the main problem with this space slang isn't that it exists. It's that the adults use it too. I think if you're going to have space slang, only the kids should be using it. Why? Not the old guy. Yeah, I hard, I hard agree. Yeah, I completely agree with that. <laughs> no, no. They they have their own. It's regional, right? It's like howdy for Texas or y'all or um, <laughs> stuff like that. It's regional. Yeah. It's like regionally in space. They speak like but the way it said makes it sound like it should be like ugh, like totally duh like it yeah. sounds like something mm-hmm. a kid would say or a teenager right. would say right um but but yeah uh, adam were you shocked to hear that not only is this there's xenon but then there's also the z z2 or xenon the sequel and then there's also z3 yeah i mean i i don't know if i was like shocked per se because i you know i finished the movie disney plus is like hey do you want to watch the next one i'm like what what <laughs> there's more of these there are more what does that even mean yeah uh, that's a lot of xenon i think three movies worth i mean yeah. can i we do already think there do are everything? more songs in the other ones from my memory because i obviously zoom zoom is iconic but i did remember oh my Adam, when I tell you I was jamming on the couch to Zoom Zoom, it's so it's so easy because it has like three words. It's so easy to jam yeah, out it's to. It's so dumb because it has like three words. What, exactly. do you, what do you mean? 
Uh, oh my god, yeah, the song was so bad. Uh, like, <laughs> all the, time. the choreography of this guy up on stage it's very was bad, yeah. awful. <laughs> like, they couldn't have got someone who could no. dance like, a little bit better. Protozoa <laughs> is a cultural icon. Protozoa! And what is the band? Like, Microbe? Is that right? Yeah, yeah okay. Microbe. What is this? Osmosis Jones? Why do we have Protozoa <laughs> and Microbe being the band? What is going so on here? It's so funny. So yeah, let's let's get into maybe some of the cast a little bit. There are a couple recognizable faces in a sea of who the hell is that? Um, <laughs> and so we have uh, Kirsten Storms as, which is kind of a perfect name, honestly, uh, to play Xenon Carr. Um, honestly, the the thing I recognize her most from is Xenon, but she does do some voices in Kim Possible, um, which obviously Shh. another Disney product. So. Yeah, she was on a soap opera for, you know, years and years and years. So yeah. I think it was um, Days of Our Lives. And she frequented that for a very long time, as mm-hmm. one does. Uh, her name on Days of Our Lives is Belle Black. Iconic. Spicy. Yeah. Oh, she's um, still. Oh, no. Now she's in General Hospital. She's kind of like a soap opera queen uh then we have uh raven simone obviously most notable from that's so raven but they've been in just so many things i think i don't know probably adam the most recognizable person in the cast i don't think there's anybody that exceeds them certainly for me uh the most recognizable i don't know if uh, anyone else had been in other stuff that you guys have seen but mm-hmm. uh it was it was Raven's motor bust here. Uh is the only person I recognized. You didn't recognize um Gregory, who plays Ephraim in um Everwood? Nope. No. Sarah, have you seen Everwood? I don't know if no. about it. I feel like Everwood would have been up your alley back in the day when it was on. Uh, he played like the the main character, Ephraim Brown um that was in the early aughts 2002 to 2006 so he i recognized him from that but beyond those couple of people mostly everyone else uh a sea of uh, who question marks for me um which i didn't mind you know it's a decom doesn't necessarily have to have the most notable people in it to be exciting well, the um, most notable thing that they were in was Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. Duh. There you go. Yeah, once you've peaked. Uh, <laughs> why, why, like, where would you possibly want to go if you've already been in the best decom of the yeah. galaxy? Also, did you know that this movie was originally conceived as a pilot for a TV series, Adam? Yikes. Uh, <laughs> there was supposed to be a fourth one, too, and it got pulled. And I that. saw that. Yes. I say, you there know, was a petition online with like 40,000 signatures that people I wanted I signed 40,000 times. Yeah, yeah. I know. Who, the, who needs four of these? <laughs> Me. Uh, I do. Oh, my God. Zetus uh, Lapidus. I needed it. Zetus Lapidus. Who is Zetus Lapidus? It's like, oh my God. Oh, so what I was, okay, that was the other point. Before we dive into like actually talking too much about what the movie's about, Zetus Lapidus is super interesting. We all assumed it starts with a Z because Xenon, Zetus Lapidus, right? In fact, Zetus is the large, like one of the largest constellations in the sky. So it's C. C-E-T-U-S, Zetus, and then Lapidus is beyond a reference to Frank Lapidus from Lost. Uh, it is 
Saturn's third largest moon. So it's like a combo of like wow. two space terms. Wow. Wait, so it's it's C with a C? Cetus? Yeah, I guess it's, no. but it's, you pronounce it Zetus still, but it's Cetus. There were some people that were saying Cetus. Okay, so then it is Cetus Lapidus, but it just sounds like mm. Zetus Lapidus. I've always said Zetus Lapidus. Me too, and I will continue to always say it now. Sarah, anytime anything wild happens in my life, I'm going to message you, Zetus Lapidus! I don't like think I've you're been, actually going to do that. I'm going to do it. You I wait. feel like I've been doing that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so we have some really fun slang, but the whole conceit of the movie, we have 13 year old Xenon. She's living on the space station. It's 2049. Keep that year in mind because some of the technology, we got to talk about it. Well, we're, yeah, yeah. Go on. <laughs> um, cause we're, so we're 50 years into the future when the time at the time this is being made. Um, and her parents are working on like all this stuff at the space station, but Xenon is always getting into trouble. And she is like sus of this guy who comes on, on the ship and is like trying to steal things with his tiny itty bitty looks like one of those batteries you find in watches, but it's a disc and she sees him doing it. She gets into trouble. She gets shipped away to earth to live with her aunt meets Greg. Uh, and she's, and she also is like supposed to be, she's like uncovering this whole plot that's supposed to blow up the space station and kill everyone for insurance money. <laughs> but they never uh, said that, but I fully had a realization moment that that's what it was. Yeah. No, that I think that to me is probably, this is a very fun, like kids movie, but Adam, I feel like the most confusing part is the whole plot of what the bad guys are trying to do because it's i don't know that they ever like explicitly say insurance money they might uh yeah i would totally agree that the weakest part of this movie is the plot for sure it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely accurate um i was the whole time i'm watching this i'm like okay adam what if you were like six years old and watching this or or yeah. however old and whatever and it'd be like i would not understand a word of this I would have no idea what's going on. Why is this guy trying to blow up a spaceship or whatever? Like, it, it just yeah. makes no sense. And then I will say, if you're going to have a, obviously this is, you know, a Disney Channel movie, so this is not going to happen. But like, if he's willing to kill everyone on that spaceship, just whack Xenon right when you find out that she has the chip and call it a day. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Well, that and the dumbest decision is at the end of the movie when he's like, I'm going to go sneak on board <laughs> the the rocket that's going to space to make sure she doesn't stop the, the blow up. But yeah. my friend, you were going to blow yourself up. You don't fuck. Well, no, he was trying to escape. He was trying to. But why go there? I would just be like, mm, wipe my hands clean of this. I'm out of here. Like, yeah, I'm go I mean, the, the solution is okay. So Xenon's gonna stop it this time, but then I'll just come back with a different chip and do it all again. Yeah, it was uh, wild, and I love the 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 way that they come across this chip is because they're always like hunting in the trash to like make things like they essentially go dumpster diving for cool like technological parts and uh raven simone's character nebula which i think is a pretty cool name i got it's a honest. great name i think you can name your pet nebula 
little on the nose, though, no? <laughs> there, I mean, all these names are on the, the whole nose. Thing is yeah. on the nose. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how about all of them. You got freaking Greg over here. Like, <laughs> Greg is an Earth human. Greg is on Earth. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so, and the funny thing is, is Xenon, because when you think about it, Xenon has not been on uh, at the space station her entire life she moved there when she was five so they named her xenon before she went to space no but you know what they uncovered that that's not really her name did you hear this in the classroom where they were like oh welcome blah 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 they she real she was like no like you can call me xenon and remember margie was like oh like that's better what was her real name? I don't remember this. Start with an A. I can figure it out. Yeah, figure sec. that out because I'm, I'm some shocking to information info. to me. I was like, what? So yeah, do since- we think that people change their names when they go live in space? Oh, I could see that happening. Like she- a Hebrew name. Like when you um, when you're born, you get yourself like a Hebrew name. OK, so what would Greg's space name be? Greedus a penis. I feel like you got to look at the constellations, right? Like, like a constellation, or look at like the periodic table. Um, let's see, what is like a element that starts with G besides gold? Like, there has to be a good one. Ooh, what about like cobalt? Did you just ask for one that started with G? Yeah, but then I saw cobalt, <laughs> and I thought that was a really good name. Gallium. He could be gallium. That's pretty good. What okay. about one? I feel like that's really Oh, it's like, okay, this is totally cultural appropriation. But remember when you were in like French class or Spanish yes. class and everybody got a name there? I was, I took Spanish and I was Ines. That's lovely. Oh. Yeah. Well, because they didn't, if your name had an equivalent, you were allowed to like change it. So like, uh, like, um, I'm trying to think like, uh, what is it? John would be like Juan. Right, but just because there is no like Spanish equivalent, so yeah, I was Ines. Well, yeah. love that for you. Ines. What would your space names be? Stella. Well, that's a little basic. There's nothing on the periodic table that starts with a J, so I feel like I'm gonna have some troubles. Mm. It could be potassium. Okay, so her real name <laughs> is Radon Car. Wait, her name is Radar. Radon. And she's called Xenon. That's not even close. And also, Radon and Xenon are both on the periodic table, and Xenon is right above Radon, but Xenon starts with a Z. Well, Xenon's a cooler name. Or excuse me, it starts with an X on the periodic table. Well, whatever. It's a cooler name. So I I understand. Yeah, Radon Carr. That's her real name, which is something that I never. Hmm. Oh, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I I could be Leo. Because that is, oh, you know, mm-hmm. feel like we need that for you. Earth to Leo. Earth to Leo. That was a line. Yeah. In there the, you go. In the movie. I did um, watch the movie, Sarah. Yeah. I, <laughs> did you, though? This is, this is a test. He watched it twice. Uh, gotta be prepared, you know. Um. So, yeah. So, Xenon is getting into all sorts of hijinks. I think we do need to talk a little bit about the looks of all the the children and adults in the space station. Because they all dress alike. They're not wearing uniforms per se. Although, I did notice they had the first letter of their first name kind of like a patch on there. Like, that was, like, very shiny. 
Um, but Adam, what did you think about the fashion in this movie? Uh, specifically, maybe <laughs> let's talk about Nebula's slinky ponytails because I love uh, them. Okay, yeah, good. I was gonna say the same thing. I do too. I, uh, yeah, I love the vibe they have up there. Um, I, you know, I will say I thought the plot was dumb. I thought a lot of the dialogue was dumb. But in terms of the vibe that they set uh, in all these different locations, I thought that like especially the space vibe worked out really well. I think they like did a really good job of establishing uh, establishing this as like a separate futuristic type space thing. And I think that the the hair like uh, uh, did a lot of work for that because everyone kind of was you know going crazy, going wild. But like they were all sort of close to each other in the craziness and i think like it worked really well mm -hmm. sarah what about you you're big on fashion how did you like the the outfits that they wore in space i mean i've always loved it i mean if you break down the pieces it there's a lot of i don't know it, so they're essentially wearing a spandex you know onesie or what are those yeah, things like called? leggings body and long suit? sleeves. Yeah. 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 Then they're wearing a vest and it's just like, okay, why are you wearing a vest in space and leggings and a skirt? But when all of these pieces are together, they look really cool. Um, I also have to admit that I yeah. really loved the chonky sneakers. Like the platform Yeah, they're wearing sketchers. They're so cute. Um, I definitely liked uh Nebula's hair better than Xenon's hairstyles because Xenon tended to have like her hair was down, but she had these pigtails in the front. But they always had when you were growing up those hair ties that had like the two baubles on either end. And to me, that read very, very childish. Like a five-year-old puts those in their hair. Or is it ironic because a five-year-old mm. would put them in the hair but she's like reusing it and is like i'm making this cool again oh it's like recycling yes yeah she's not that far away from five years old though like uh, these are you know she's like a child <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 she's really young i think like what happened with space fashion is you know how in 2007 all of us had those crazy side bangs and we're wearing eyeliner yes. and, we, yes. and it, it was kind of like a disease. Like it just kept <laughs> spreading and spreading. I think that's what happened here. I think that Xenon dressed like a crazy menace because the adults are not dressing like this. I think Xenon or like another kid that's a leader started dressing like this. And then it's like, like a disease, all the kids started dressing. Well, the adults like, too, though. Even the adults are wearing all these colors and are like, they? yes, oh, it's, and it's only cool tones. It's very strange to me. No warm tones are allowed in space because they're only wearing pink, blue, and purple. No other colors are allowed. Only yeah. pink, blue, and purple. I mean, they're wearing the, yeah, you're right. The adults are wearing like jumpsuits and bright colors i was thinking about her parents uh astrid and mark um mark, mark. <laughs> <laughs> i know what uh, a loser astrid and mark they got to wear kind of like white coats like important i am important scientists mm -hmm. like important scientists can't wear purple spacesuits yeah um yeah it's just it's just kind of funny to me again i thought they could have done a better job of like we can have the kids wearing all the fun stuff and the adults can wear more like normal looking clothes. I, although I understand like it's kind of a whole community thing at that point. Well, um, but go ahead. Well, in Star Trek, you change the color that you wear based on 
the section that you work on. So like the green people, they are, you know, the health people and the red people are the war people. So maybe the purple people have a specific job and the blue people have a specific job. Honest to God, I would have bet money that there would never be Sarah making a Star Trek reference on this podcast. <laughs> and I don't know what to do with myself right now. <laughs> is this shit 90s shows talking? Like, is it, <laughs> I... I we branched I mean, out. Now it's space nineties. Oh my god! Not me. Uh, I've I've never seen an episode of Star Trek, so I can't even me pretend to comment either. on that. I know there um, are red shirts, but I also don't know if that's Star Trek or Star Wars. Well, the Orville. How about that show? I've never watched that. I don't well, even know what that it's is. The same thing. It's oh. the okay. It's like a Seth Farland like live like live show where it's like space but like a little bit of comedy okay. like a star trek but mm-hmm. with seth farland humor hmm. if hmm. that makes you happy which um, it does not make me happy no it doesn't seem like anything i'd be interested in but you know to each their own um adam i know you had a lot of thoughts on the opening uh, the opening section of this movie where we have xenon basically rushing to get to class uh was that the part that was blowing your mind instantly um i don't know about blowing my mind instantly (laughs) but i have to say i respect a movie in 99 that like has the gumption on disney channel to be like here in 2049 our president chelsea clinton like that i feel like that's a big swing for the opening sequence of the movie and i respected it like that did... it's only mentioned like once yeah it doesn't it. ever come up again it's well, they don't it's even need totally to say who the president is no they had no reason to do this they gained nothing and not a single child understood this reference literally no one got this um it was just so... for the parents that were forced to watch this yeah movie. And you honestly, think... probably most of them didn't even like this reference. So, <laughs> <laughs> wait. So, um, you don't think that kids know who the presidents are when you're like six years old? Uh, I certainly could not have told you the president's granddaughter when I was six years old. Yeah, Chelsea, that's the daughter. The daughter. The sorry, yes. I no, I couldn't have said any. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I was just a dumb six year old. No, no, no. no. Like, I wouldn't have. I maybe could tell you the president if I was six, but certainly not the president's children. Not maybe, a chance. You would know, like, the last name Clinton if yeah, that's your president probably. at that time in 99. It well, was like, as a kid, is we're this not joke for your six year old? There's yeah. no way this joke <laughs> no, is. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, um also yeah. why is the teacher a hologram no one knows i don't understand this is it because they're like we don't have the budget to bring a teacher onto the space station but we want the kids to be able to be here with their parents who are working on it so we have to have a hologram from earth teaching the children so somebody is like in their closet teaching the children on yes. earth Probably not in their closet, but probably not. I was just thinking like good sound acoustics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the guy is standing in his closet teaching okay. what only looks to be about ten kids. Like, are there only ten children on the space station? In that grade, Jessica. Jeez, How many How grades do they have out here? I don't know. I mean, eighteen? No, that's eighteen. Right. Uh, right. K through 12 you think plus, they're doing college. Like a full, plus college. <laughs> they go to college in there? I don't think Space so. College. 
uh interstellar university um and then so okay so i will say when we see like the concert though there's not a lot of kids there no that's what i was saying there's like 20 kids i mean it's a big space station but when you think that the majority of the people there are probably working on the space station they didn't they don't have their kids there or they don't have kids or their kids are on earth you know You're, you're probably only allowed to have one child there um, that would like, make sense. nobody had a sibling you know that's actually hmm. probably a good point they're probably limited because they're like we don't have enough space and we also don't have enough stress helmets for people to wear <laughs> when they're our children piss us off do we all need stress helmets yes the stress helmet i wasn't laughing at the fact that there was one well i was a little bit but it was mostly what they decided that a stress helmet would look like mm-hmm. it is purple velvet <laughs> that goes over your head mm-hmm. and then it has these gold bubbles that kind of rest against your face <laughs> i don't understand what it's you what what the, gold, the gold the gold bobbles have maybe like a cooling effect but what is the need for the whole like velvet drapery part is it accessing your brain like what is mm-hmm. happening when you put one on i don't know jessica maybe you need to go to the cooling chamber to figure yeah. it out the chill chamber get the in chill there chamber. Jess. <laughs> <laughs> just some of the choices they made in this film of like this is what 2049 is gonna look like cracked me up and i'm not making fun of it in terms of obviously in 1999 they have no idea what the and they only, they're limited by the technology of 1999 so when we see them doing like facetime on these big clunky devices you know it's like it it's looks twice, terrible it's it twice so as bad. thick as the original ipad maybe three times as thick as the original <laughs> ipad like it's, yeah it's not it doesn't look great how about the fact that so they were saying at one point that this spaceship was um what did they say like at least like 25 years old right so we are in the time Mm -hmm. when this thing is supposed to be blasted out into space and we are so far from this no we're not even actively working on it no the most we have is freaking like elon musk like hanging out in orbit for 10 minutes and coming back down yeah I could definitely see Elon Musk pulling a stunt uh, like this guy did, trying to get insurance fraud money here. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> for sure, that could be something that happens. Um, yeah. I, even with the spaceship, though, whenever they pan out and do, like, the really bad CGI stuff with the giant spaceship, it looks huge. Like, we're talking about how there's not that many people. This thing looks massive. Yeah. I mean, you can it was, thousands it was- on here. It was huge. I will say, uh, if any, if there are any for all mankind uh, fans out there, there is a space shuttle type of thing in season three that looks kind of similar to this, and it doesn't hold that many people. Like it can, it can fit a good bunch of people, but I feel like it's kind of realistic to not want to pack them all in like sardines, especially when they don't get to go outside. Like they never get fresh air. Like we have a point where Xenon, my favorite, one of my favorite bits of this entire film is the fact that it seems like Xenon in, in all her knowledge and education in the space station has never learned about earth. She doesn't know what flowers are or what their purpose is. She doesn't know what rain is. <laughs> what is falling? Why is it wet? What is happening? <laughs> they, they, these children are shelter. They don't get to learn about 
earth and earthly things. Yeah. Um, one other thing I have a lot of question on is why in space their like economy is so different that they don't use money. Um, she Hello? says we barter with moon rocks and alien skulls. No, she was being sarcastic, oh. Jessica. They probably use, um, you know, in Disney, they have those wristbands that you just like. Oh, the magic bands. Yeah, that's probably what they use. Like, they don't use actual tender. Adam, do you have thoughts on this? Jess, are you telling me that you, until this very moment, for the last 20 years plus of your life, have believed that they have been bartering with moon rocks and alien skulls? I just... This was your, this was your come to what, see this Lapidus moment. Like, what, what stood out to me was that they don't use like United States dollars. So it's like, what are they using? And so I just believed her. <laughs> okay. Also, I don't know if they're of the United what? States. Like, it seems like a pretty oh, it's own entity. Like, un um like it like non-nationally aligned society i guess i just took it they were all speaking english there's a whole another like... movie in french where it's like oh this is the french oh my god i did try and like zoom in as much as i could on the map when we went into the classroom down on earth for the first time it yeah. did not look like a normal globe but i couldn't make heads nor tails of what it actually said <laughs> it just looked detective weird. adam i was trying i'm just trying to find any semblance of reason in this movie Jess. but there's not a ton of it yeah. um so yeah, so she's she's down. She gets sent to Earth to live with her aunt Judy, she's who's afraid grounded. of space. Can we talk about how ridiculous that is? That her parents are just like, "Hey, we're you're just gonna like not live with us anymore. We're gonna yeah. just ship you off down to Earth. Good yeah. luck. Take your spiky heart backpack and get the fuck out." <laughs> <laughs> she got grounded. Don't you understand how serious this is? <laughs> Literally grounded. <laughs> Yeah, they really emphasized the. They really laid on thick that pun right there. And she looks when she gets down there. It's wild to me how different the fashion is between Earth and the space station because all of the children look fairly normal again, except for uh, Margie. Margie, who always is just wearing what looks to be it's not a feather boa, but all her sweaters have this like featheriness to them. Uh, yeah. And we know right away we're supposed to hate Margie. Oh, yeah. When they're at that little restaurant that looks cute as can be because it's on the bay, Margie is automatically bashing Xenon for her look. Not only that, she is super jealous. And Greg is just giving creepy starey eyes <laughs> the whole entire movie. Greg is, like, staring <laughs> at Xenon nonstop before she, he actually talks to her. Uh, do you guys like Greg? Greg is so milk toast. I, well, I don't even think it. that Xenon likes Greg. That's the thing. Like, I was watching it, and like, Greg is so into Xenon, like, obsessed with her. And she's just like, Hi, thank you for existing. Thanks for showing me the horse. But can I actually talk to your best friend who's actually useful to me? The only time that Greg is helpful is when he somehow realizes that the <laughs> earring that nebula gave xenon has this chip 
And that is what freaked out the baddie. Um, so that's the only time he's like somewhat helpful. And I also, what is, speak of long distance relationships, how the hell is this going to work out, Greg? Like, you don't even live on the same planet. Maybe Greg could come to space. They could like split their time 50 50. <laughs> Another like, 13. Legit <laughs> child. Yeah. Um, yeah. As children. Yeah. Um, I don't think that Greg got to the sequel. The he sequel. didn't? Greg is not in the sequel? I think that he got cut. Did he? Now I need to look. Wow. Cause... Now I'm definitely not going to watch all the other <laughs> Xenon movies. Xenon <laughs> <laughs> the sequel. Uh, I Margie's remember Margie there. is in it. Yeah. Margie. How do we get Margie without Greg? Because you have to have a villain. Yeah. Oh my god, are they gonna make a 14-year-old a villain? I think She's like, kind the, of a villain in this the one. premise of the sequel is that Protozoa is in like a depression funk and doesn't want to sing. So it's Xenon's She visits job. him. Yeah, I remember to visit that. him and be like, please, please don't quit music. You're the best <laughs> musician. <laughs> we need to we need to wait and we need to tell Adam at the end of this podcast, we need to tell Adam the plots for the sequel in Z3. Wait, is oh, that yeah. a joke or no? No, well, that was that was true. No, that's definitely me- true. Okay, so the first Xenon movie is about insurance fraud. The second is about mental illness. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is coming up with these plots? <laughs> they were ahead of their time. <laughs> Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, oh, we forgot to mention, too, that the reason that Xenon gets grounded, the final straw, is because she goes, she gets on a spacesuit somehow. These children get a spacesuit that no, fits her. That's not even how, but yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, that's a reason, though. That's a reason, yeah. And she flies out and just hangs out in the middle of space. And she's a child. And she so gets caught. So then she can watch, like, the Aurora Borealis equivalent. Yeah, whatever the space Aurora Borealis is. Um, I'm blaming this entirely on all of the adults because it seemed like it took them zero seconds to figure out how to do this and pull this off. It's very accessible, right? <laughs> this very, was very the accessible. easiest thing to do accessible. ever. <laughs> I just did yeah. it. Um, I will say one of my least favorite parts of this entire movie was when Xenon first got to Earth and she's like, oh, gravity is so strong. <laughs> and tripped over her bag. Bitch, there's gravity in space. She was on the spaceship. They were floating around like that. They were walking firmly on the ground. They have clearly replicated gravity. Why are they just, oh, oh, I'm dropping this. Oh, it's so heavy. I thought the, the acting it was stellar. It cracked me up so much when she does that. It's just like, ugh, gravity. The thing is, if you live in space and then you come to Earth and you have fresh air and plants and, I don't know, fucking actual food, you're telling me you want to go back to the space station? Never. What did she say? Like, everything they eat is, like, freeze-dried or something. Like, fucking gross. Was it, like, a capsule? Yeah. She's never had fries before. She's never had pizza before. She's never had burgers before. No, um, like, preservatives. No nothing. The preservatives are the good stuff. Adam, what do you think about Aunt Judy? Um, 
<laughs> Again, like, who is this character for? <laughs> Me! That I keep coming back to because, like, right off the start, she's like cracking jokes about how alone she is and like how pathetic her life is. Uh, right away when she comes back, for, when Xena comes back from a day, she's like, that's more action than I've gotten in years or whatever. <laughs> and just, yeah. like, I'm just like, who is this character for? She's like sup- supposedly supportive, but she's terrified of flying to space she basically contributes nothing to the plot and then ends up in a romantic entanglement with the head of the space station yeah that's her arc to like, true uh, love and let me tell you that's not the end of their relationship oh my that god continues in the sequels we get them in the sequel but not greg yeah oh my god i think that's a better casting choice to be honest i feel like greg is so boring and at least we have like plank is fine but Aunt judy at least has some spark to her does she i thought so i especially love when she's actually going to space and she's just like freaking out i don't know i like Aunt judy she has a little spunk. She has some. She she belongs in space because her outfits and eyeshadow are very of the space station. She wears blue eyeshadow a lot. That's just the nineties, babe. That's true. That is <laughs> that's very true. Um, yeah, I uh, I love Aunt Judy. I think, I, but I also think I'm thinking more of her in the sequels as well. And I remember really liking her in the sequels. So, um, but yeah, this freaking guy has this little little chip, this little disc. He's trying to, like, put in a virus on the space station. All it takes is a tiny chip with a virus to take down the whole space station. It's a bad bug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that part of it, I that, like, was the, that was the most logical part of the movie. Because, like, yeah, one little bug could definitely, like, get in there and ruin this whole technological thing. That's fine. I'm okay with that logic. Everything else surrounding it is terrible. But that part makes sense. How scared were you all of getting like computer viruses and like computer bugs when you were a kid? Like I was terrified of it. I was like, oh, yeah. oh no, like I can't download li- any music on LimeWire because I'm yeah. going to get a computer bug. Yeah, I downloaded a lot of illegal music on LimeWire or on FrostWire. So uh, I was, it was pretty much like a when not if type of situation. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, it just life on the edge, Jessica. Um. But the thing is, is it's it's nothing. It's not as terrifying as that tiny little caterpillar that crawled across the screen and then suddenly the computer starts sparking. Well, that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Is wait, is this movie like the reason why you thought that was what was going to? So yeah, yeah. If I ever saw a little like computerized, I mean, Clippy, Clippy is like one step away yeah. from that caterpillar on the screen. You-, you can't trust that motherfucker. <laughs> Do you need help? No, bitch, get out. I'm fine. You're not give me a computer bug. Get out of here, Clippy. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, so we, we have to talk a little bit about Protozoa because that is kind of the very beginning of the film is Xenon is trying to get uh, win a contest because protozoa is coming to space they're going to do a concert and they're going to bring someone on stage and there's a contest and so she she finds space junk and she uses the space junk to make this like a model of protozoas <laughs> yeah we love found art 
found objects um yeah i i don't know i i know this was like back in the day to me this was like uber impressive this like real life model slash puppet a protozoa but i fucking hate that thing and i would just make them lose out of principle i don't want to model myself i'm sure nebula's poem was gorgeous it probably was. This whole vibe had me thinking of like the the sweet life cruise that you could win or like the Danimals thing where you could like yes. win the competition. Wow. And the whole time I was like, this is so dumb. Like, wow, she's going to win this and there's not like a good reason for it. But yeah. OK, like, let's keep moving the plot yeah. forward, I guess. You know, it's like I remember um, entering sweepstakes when I was a child for, I don't know, like Toys R Us or wherever, and waiting months for that phone call, which would <laughs> never come. I feel like I am winning the, like, supermarket sweep of the Toys R Us. Remember the Toys R Us contest where, yeah. like, you get, like, five minutes or whatever, and you get to sweep the entire store? I was convinced <sighs> I would win that, and it never no. Happened. I never got no. to even go to Toys R Us and I always was just like but Jeffrey the giraffe looks so fucking cool man I just want to go in there and buy all these toys but we never got to go into okay. Toys R Us why were you not allowed to go to Toys R Us because well I it was just because like the purpose of any shopping trip with my family was never to buy me toys and so it was like why am I going to go to a store just with toys what do you mean like they never like okay just like we're going to go and we're going to buy you something. No, it was always like, you know, like uh, Christmas and birthdays and stuff like that. It was never like, we're going to go shopping specifically for you. It was like they had to drag me shopping what? to the mall and it was awful. Jessica, how did they buy your love then? Oh, they didn't. <laughs> that was the only way that my parents showed me that they loved me by buying me stuff. <laughs> no, they did it the old fashioned way by just kind of like hanging around me a bunch, you know quality time who's quality that? time yeah what is that uh okay anyway uh <laughs> uh i definitely went to toys R Us a couple of times i didn't uh, i didn't like buy a ton of stuff but it's always fun i always mm -hmm. love being in those toy shops yeah because you just got to see everything so many things yeah um so yeah oh one other thing so we have to talk about a little bit more about the technology so we talked about the terrible cgi on these uh space sequences this is fucking horrible but the um the fact that in 2049, everybody drives a punch buggy and they're all <laughs> like basically Teslas is pretty great. <laughs> okay, so I think like Aunt Judy kind of explains what the situation is here because she's like, okay, so like this town that we live in is kind of back to basics. Like it is modeled to look like a classic American town because people want to get out of the high rise like uber technological cities of los angeles and new york so mm -hmm. i think that that's why it's like their excuse for why it looks like it's like after 1999 and not anything that's that impressive but i also think that this movie is the reason why i wanted a uh yellow beetle for like most of my young adult life because <laughs> of Anne judy's car they yeah, I mean, who cars. doesn't want a yellow beetle? That's, you know, no, number one car. Right, I wanted one. Um, I liked the town in general, uh, yeah. but like, you know, if they're going to take us 50 years in the future, I'd like to see a futuristic city of some kind. I mean, we had like the spaceship and whatever, and like there, there were some big buildings right when we landed to move away and whatever, but like, 
uh, you know, I, I'd like to see if you're going to go down to earth, give me a futuristic city. Give me a big city. You wanted more. Yeah. I want yeah. a little bit more here. Um, yeah, that's totally fair. I think that all their budget is spent on the space station and the costuming uh, versus the actual cityscape. Because we don't, we're outside a little bit, but most of the time is spent with Xenon and her friends trying to figure out this whole chip situation uh, and make an antivirus for the virus that is on the space station, which apparently a 12-year-old can do. Um, so anything is possible, folks. It's too hard. I would just give up. Well, we also had to spend a ton of money renting out a gym for an afternoon that had a pool in it. We really had to. <laughs> yeah, Xenon can't swim. Um, uh, she's used to swimming in space, which I don't know that that's different. What is, um, what is that? What, what is swimming in space? I know you're not like it's still water and there's still gravity. And so I don't understand. Also, I don't think they should be wasting space station space on a pool. It feels a bit wasteful. Unless they are swimming in, like, their drinking water, which would be really bad. Uh, we don't want to see that. Also, why were there, like, 15 kayaks in this gym? It was just, like, one little pool. Why are there so many kayaks? Who's <laughs> kayaking in a pool? I don't think you're supposed to do that. I don't know. I mean, this school is, like, very top-notch. Um, there are why so many kayaks. There's so many kayaks. Looking at all these kayaks, and my favorite part is, um, I will say that the the music during the drowning sequence was very intense for like you know five feet of water that she fell into. <laughs> the teacher right there. Well, Everybody the is right there. Save her. What's the point of the teacher being there if she's drowning and the teacher doesn't even save her? It's uh, this is Greg's shining moment, yes. and Margie didn't even get in trouble. No, Margie never gets in trouble. All she did was push her into the pool. I mean, you know, I don't know. Well, when that's someone like, can't swim, that's a pretty serious She just thing. said that she could swim. She just made a big huff and snuff, pumping up her ego. Yeah, I swim from Alpha Century Major to dipshit <laughs> minor or whatever. Like, I. <laughs> that is I, so dangerous. I could swim. Yeah, I could swim just fine. Um, I also love the random, like, chemistry class where <laughs> Xenon and uh, Margie are paired up, and Xenon uses Celsius, not Fahrenheit, and inadvertently starts a fire. That's on her. Yeah, it I just was also think she still... should have known it wasn't supposed to be Celsius because that's gonna be fucking hot. <laughs> She's not American. She doesn't know. Uh, I will just say this is my one instance where I, I have to side with Margie. Fahrenheit is far superior to Celsius. I will die on this hill. Wow. What? Uh, no, Fahrenheit makes no sense when Celsius, like, freezing is zero. That makes total sense. How many times are we interacting with that zero number in our day-to-day -day lives? I mean, when you live in the Northeast and you get zero degrees Celsius, then a lot. Yeah, but you like you you know what freezing is in Fahrenheit. I I I am so pro Fahrenheit. I just have I you know I I have to die on this hill. When someone asks you like how yeah. hot is it on a scale of one to ten, boom, like oh it's a sixty five. That's the temperature. Okay, it's like a six point five in terms of hotness. On you know. Oh, if it's a a scale from zero to one hundred. Zero to one hundred. Yeah, that does make it. sense. That does. I make love sense. Fahrenheit. Celsius makes no sense, and the conversion makes no sense too. Is it the conversion? Is really needs to be made easier. Is it really just like plus fifty? No, it's a whole equation. You Ugh, can't just yeah. like double it or something. It's, it's a like whole math equation. Nine fifths plus thirty something. It's, it's, it's not. That's it's not. Just, easy. That's not viable. 
It's the, not. The conversion this is why easier. every time I talk to any of my friends who aren't in the United States, I have to Google what yeah. the hell degrees is happening. Um. So, yeah, so we have Xenon constantly trying to break into this, like, corporation to figure things out. She eventually does have to go to Greg to get help. Like, she doesn't really want to go to Greg because he is so far up her ass constantly that she's like, please, back the fuck up. He's giving creepy vibes, right? (laughs) He's giving stalker vibes. Wait, what about their date? They're they're super romantic date. Do they go to the stables? Greg somehow has unbridled access to horses at all times and can just take them out without any adult supervision, even though he's like, well, job. Like, I don't think that his job is, you know, taking girls here. Like, that's. That seems this like is the, his move. He's like, let me take your yeah. hand and brush the horse with no it. shot. Xenon's the first girl here. No you shot. Margie's been there. Like all the girls have been there. Yeah. yeah. She even gets on a horse, which honestly, if I'm from space and I'm seeing this animal for the first time, 0% chance I'm getting on that horse. You're going to get thrown off in one second spot. Xenon, Xenon's pretty brave for getting on that horse. And they're just riding around like no helmets, no adults, just taking their time they have a nice little scenic view this is when he brings her back and this is and she falls off a bike because she's like i'm used to stationary bikes (laughs) it's all just so dumb jess (laughs) (laughs) and then she orders every food on the menu without thinking at all that greg's gonna have to pay for it all because Mm -hmm. she's used to paying skulls well thankfully greg 12 year old greg has a, a job so he's he's able to pay for all of this yeah thank goodness yeah. even though he doesn't they just die in a dash oh it's so funny um and uh and so yeah so they're having a little chat and then so this is when they they go home and it starts uh <laughs> it's raining she's like what is happening this <laughs> guy Oh, I remember this from when I was five. It's called rain. You would think that they would have, like, um, like the room where more holograms happen and they can have these, like, real-life experiences. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every single futuristic movie I've seen. Oh, like a weather room. Yeah, like a weather room. Would you like to experience rain today? You know in X-Men when they have, like, these, like, these, like, practice fights, you know, in the room? Oh, Sarah, like a war room. Some like wild a... references today. You're really. Yeah, what are you doing? Did you get replaced with like a cyborg? What is happening? <laughs> Star Trek and X Men? I know. Who are you? Where did Sarah go? It's the, is it the braids? Did the braids affect your brain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happening? it's the braids. What yeah. is happening? And yeah, this know. is where Aunt comes out and she's just like, oh my god, girl, you're getting so much action. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen that kind Zenith of action. Zenith the penis. <laughs> Zenith the penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of my other like small notes from this is like, yes, Xenon has a very, very important chip dangling off of her ear and she's just like, <laughs> rain, rain. It's weatherproof. It has to be weatherproof, right? Why? They're in the station. There's no weather up there. Oh, that's true. I don't know. What about um the like when that creepy Lutz guy like breaks into the house and it's like I don't understand. Like if you are breaking into the house, why do you have to make such a mess? (laughs) Throw everything everywhere. (laughs) That's not going to help you. In fact, it's probably going to hinder your search for the chip if you just make a mess. It was so funny. I just, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous that they're like making themselves known. Like we were here. Look at us. We're trying to steal your shit. 
This is um, why I'm just saying, why do they not just kill Xenon? It would be so easy. They're willing to kill hundreds of other people. Like, mm-hmm. I do not understand. Yeah. Uh, and Xenon is trying to warn her family, but of course they don't believe her because she just is always getting up to antics. They so they her won't- iPad. Yeah, on her little iPad. And they won't let her get back up to space. Um, also, I love when her friend just pulls the tiny chip out of her iPad and suddenly she's allowed to call Nebula. That's all it took. <laughs> all it took. Technology is either wildly advanced or just the simplest thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and there's not a lot of in between. And one of my favorite scenes was when they're with her and freaking Gray or with the bad guy. And she's like, I'll give you the chip if you get me a ride up to the space station and he's like okay great and greg's like wait you have to write it down on paper and, so he does. <laughs> and then she's like okay here and then the guy he like like the paper actually holds any weight he like takes the chip and then he takes the paper from her and crumples it what i thought the contract was binding yeah <laughs> I mean, Greg came in here like a master negotiator coming and getting him to sign a written contract. Uh, How is he supposed to know he would operate in bad faith? I mean, this is ridiculous. And it turns out all you need is something that looks like a chip and a bunch of nail polish. And you can make your very own Xenon chip, which has your face bopping up to be like, boy, 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 gotcha. She really got one over on him. Didn't you love that, Adam? You know he's a bad guy because... Oh my god, you know, I just realized all Glasses. the bad guys are wearing warm tones. Oh. He's wearing mustard. Yeah. Uh Xenon's dad was wearing mustard. Oh. Well, I'll take it back. But he might be a bad guy too. He sent his daughter down to Earth, so I don't know. In the sequel, he could be a bad guy. Oh. Spoiler. Plot twist. Uh, I will say also about this, this is very classic children's movie of like the kid knows what's happening and none of the adults listen. That yeah. is like yeah. the biggest trope ever um and it's very you know it's very very traditional yeah i gotta love it um but not to worry because xenon has a plan she's gonna call up nebula Nebula's gonna get like information on a, a shuttle that's going to be going off to space all xenon needs to do is get there on time that's um, it but- Unfortunately, the Tesla does not move quickly enough. And freaking Margie is holding <laughs> shit up constantly. She's like, stay away from Greg. How many times did we get a stay away from Greg moment from Margie? You don't own Greg, Margie. She's just trying to secure her man. I mean, Greg <laughs> is a freaking catch out there. He's got the horses. Margie's got a space hovercraft thing. I really uh, think the real catch is the guy who figures out the virus, right? Like, he doesn't get enough credit, I don't think. He's also no, the he's, one who drives yeah. the Tesla. He's the star of the movie. Yeah. He, he definitely will make the most money out of anyone there without question. <laughs> yes. And so then they get there. It's too late. And Margie's like, oh, well, I guess you're going to miss your concert. And Zenon's like, that's it. We have to go to Microbe, talk to Protozoa get on his ship and get to the space station that way i'll get to not only be in the concert but also save the space station Hmm. so yeah i feel like she would get booted in no time oh yeah she somehow manages to convince protozoa to take her up into the into the space station with him and no adult needs to give clearance for this she just hops on board yeah i mean once you have the word of protozoa you're golden that's it that's that's your ticket Because you can, 
I love how Protozoa was like, you can be a rock star. Like, don't be like a henchman. Blah, blah, blah. Adam, what did you think of Protozoa's hair and outfit here? Because it's it's a lot. <laughs> uh, the hair is ridiculous. No one should ever have this hairstyle ever. Full stop. Shouldn't even be a thing. Um, the outfit, however, I kind of liked as like a rock star in 2049. I kind of, I was I was like digging it. I wish that yeah. it, it was, you know, on someone who had some better dance moves. But overall, uh, you know, I liked it. Yeah, Sarah, what do you think of this this hairstyle? It is kind of um like people did this punk rock like yeah. back in the day, and that's yeah. I think where they got the vibes from. I mean, I, I mean if you ask me, I think it's stunning. He's the number one rock star in the entire galaxy. Yeah. Uh, so he does bring her up, but of course the two baddies for who knows what reason decide we're going to stop her and go towards the space station that's about to explode. Yeah. And of course, Aunt Judy has to come too, because even though she's afraid of space, she loves Xenon and she needs to help her. And so they're off to space and uh, we do get, so they get, of course, Xenon immediately gets taken, put into custody, but not to worry. Nebula's on the way. It's always about the air vents, everyone. If you're ever always. stuck in a room, it's always about the air vents. Every time could be Ocean's Eleven. I mean, it literally doesn't matter. Any situation mm -hmm. you're trying to break into anything, it's the air vents. Yeah. Uh, I will say the best fashion choice of the movie, in my opinion. Number one, number one fashion of the entire movie. Every time that spacecraft lifts off, the pilot puts on those glasses, and <laughs> I love it. Every time it's like, all right, time to take off. Zoom, the glasses go right on. Yes, when you know it's time for business. There's no turning back now. We're Why do you need sunglasses in space? No clue. It <laughs> the, sun, no. the sun is too bright. I can't see. No idea. Uh, but she puts them on with like such confidence and vigor of just like about to fucking take off this plane. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. go. Oh my gosh. And so yeah, so uh they they get there. Zembula saves Xenon. Xenon, it's now Xenon's chance. She has to go put in the antivirus software, but before everything is safe, she has to put in the access code in Wingdings. <laughs> <laughs> Wingdings will save us all. This <laughs> is absolutely fucking nonsense. Uh -huh. Wait, kid though, one of like uh, this is how you know kids don't have kids are not bored these days. We were bored. Our generation was the bored generation. We had to make shit up to do. For funsies, I would go in and write something up in, in Word doc and then change it to web dings or wing dings. And that was my fucking fun for the day. Oh, wow. Wait, that makes, makes so much more sense than what I did. What did you do? I just wrote it in wing dings and then tried to figure it out afterwards. I don't know. <laughs> what is the purpose of wing dings? <laughs> no, no. I don't know, but it sounds like you two had a lot of fun growing up. Uh, we did. <laughs> we did. Wingdings, it's just like uh, the ABCD is just a bunch of different astrological signs. A is cancer. Well, now we're giving up the code. So Sorry. we're going to make this really unfun for anyone. This entire to... podcast is going to be passcode protected by Wingdings. <laughs> so if you're listening, you did it. <laughs> 
I just I just don't understand why they had to have this last part in. Oh, like, those, the concert? Are you kidding? No, 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 no. Her putting in the code. Oh, in, oh. In, in, you know, because they wanted to show why? off the wing dings. Like, why did, why did this have to be a part of it? She did all of the work to get back into space. She got the friggin' chip or whatever. She was able to put it in. She got everyone to trust her. Why did we have to make it come down to one more last moment of, like, saving everything? This was so dumb. And she almost, it's the last second, and it shuts down, and then it's like, antivirus accepted. Did nobody else know the code? Like, is nobody else there being like, hey, Xenon, you're wasting time. I have the code right here. (laughs) Yeah, why? How does she even know the code? What is the code? Where was this from? I don't know. And like, why that little boy that had on his iPad all the codes from his dad, like, why couldn't he give the code? Like, it always has to be Xenon saving the day. It's always Xenon. Yeah. She has a hero complex. Yeah. Unhealthy. 100%. She thinks very highly of herself. Yeah. And so then we get the best concert of all time. Okay. Protozoa no, Adam, you have to at least love this concert. It's just the best concert ever. Xenon attends it in a shiny bright pink blazer. Uh, she has <laughs> these weird pink doodads in her hair. And Protozoa is wearing like a silvery purple long like duster jacket that has like belts dangling from it. <laughs> describe this Mm -hmm. but but and the drums that are being played are like rock band drums they're not like actual drums which is interesting but we do have the song zoom zoom which is just so good sarah so good (laughs) i mean everybody remembers zoom like supernova girl zoom 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 boom boom supernova girl okay name one infamous song from high school musical he's gonna name all of them wait what do you mean infamous song yeah like this is the best song like what's the equivalent in high school musical what do you think infamous means uh the best (laughs) (laughs) how is this the same podcast where you've been making star trek and x-men references (laughs) (laughs) one podcast uh i mean like we're all in this together we'll, we'll be a better song than no that it's forever. cheesy as fuck it is cheesy as fuck what do you how can you even say that this is also not cheesy as fuck you're my supernova girl zoom 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 i also love when he dances with his guitar and he does like the chicken with his neck (laughs) okay you like that this is okay my challenge to you is this like go back and watch the scene but like really focus on the choreography really get in the choreography of that because he's either like bopping his head forward he's either walking to the left walking to the right and sometimes he points like <laughs> half of singing is pointing. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not, Jess. It's just not. You know, uh, they're doing like defying gravity. <laughs> defying gravity, though. Oh um, but God. we find out that because so obviously Xenon is supposed to go on stage, but because she saved the world, she's allowed to get two favors from, from Protozoa. One is that it's dedicated to Greg. 
Uh, and two. Oh my God, Jess, I have. We have to talk about number one here because <laughs> what a we, waste of a favor. We keep seeing Greg on this little FaceTime situation, yeah. and he looks like he could not possibly give less of a fuck about <laughs> anything that's even, happening. She doesn't even turn the screen around yeah. so he can watch. <laughs> Greg is watching her watch the concert. She just doesn't care. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna have you on FaceTime, but you have to watch me. Watch, no, Greg, 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 watch me watch the concert. It's so dumb. You can't watch the concert yourself. You have to watch me. He has no expression on his face the whole time. Like, they keep cutting to it, and he just looks so. Oh my god. And then oh, Nebula no. gets to go on stage and she has her hair in her normal um little slinkies, but she also has sunglasses on her head. And of course, what instrument is she given? It has to be the tambourine. <laughs> Love a tambourine. Uh I was honestly hoping they would let her sing some of the song. That would have been the only thing that could have saved yeah. it, in my opinion. Um, but it got there. Also, uh she gets multiple favors. There was plenty of room on that stage for multiple people to get up yeah. and dance. Why is there only one person dancing with them? It's only allowed. Only one is allowed. Zeta wants her BF to, as she says, which BF is boyfriend, <laughs> but she wants her BF to get her chance to shine. She does not want to take the attention away from her BF. Except at the end of the song, they all point at Xenon. <laughs> they all point right <laughs> And I'm <laughs> chanting afterwards as it goes to dark. Yes. Xenon, Xenon. Mm -hmm. I also will say, like, I love her family coming up and be like, oh, my God, do you know how much you're you're so amazing? Have we ever told you that? And she's like, a kajillion times since I saved the space station. Uh, my other favorite part that I just noticed is when she's making Greg watch her instead of the concert. She blows him a kiss. And he just waves at her. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's breaking up with her, right? Yeah. Just the planet. That makes sense that we don't see Greg there. We could probably got Margie so in the background over there, like trying yeah. to get Greg. Oh my god. Oh, this is this is so ridiculous. So that's that's the end of the film. Um, I, I still enjoyed myself. I have to say, <laughs> I really did enjoy myself. Is it the best movie of all time? Of yes. course not. But it just works back nostalgia. And it was so ridiculous to see like what they thought 2049 would look like. And so I Yeah, we're not getting there, man. I'm gonna tell you that much. No, <laughs> the world will end before we make it. Um we so have to tell Adam about this the Z3. Okay, so yeah, so in the sequel. Um, just as a FYI, so Margie ends up being Commander Plank, who's with, um, who ends up with Xenon's aunt. That's Commander Plank. His daughter is Margie. What? What? <laughs> Why? And so, uh, she has to hang out, hang out with Margie, and eventually they end up becoming friends. And Commander Plank and Aunt Judy get married. That's the whole plot for this. Well, scene. and the depression. Oh, the, that was serious. You're like, yes. I thought. The, I really thought that was bullshit. Okay, no. Like look, that's Xenon's story of like have to has to befriend Margie and get this singer's life back. And on Xenon track. is 15 yeah. at this time, and then Z3. This Xenon is the 18. one that's really fucked. Yeah, she's 18. <laughs> she's trying to win the Galactic Teen Supreme contest, which is Hate like, it. do you remember um, Galactic Teen Supreme? <laughs> Do you remember um, Guts, Adam? 
No. He's too young for guts. He's too young. So, like, on Nickelodeon, there was this contest where it was, like, different countries competing to be the winner. And there was just different tasks. And you got, like, a score back. Kind of like a mini Olympics. And then, like, finally the ending was, like, you had to, like, climb this hill. um, And, like, whoever got there first, like, won. But... So it was kind of like a, I don't know, I guess it's like a, a mini Olympics. Galactic Supreme. Right. And so Xenon uh, has to, she has to beat this like handsome guy, but she also reunites with a moon preservation activist, Sage Borealis. And Sage Borealis wants to stop the moon from being like colonized. Um, and also Edward, so Commander Plank and Aunt Judy now have a step like a foster daughter who's obsessed with xenon and so she's like constantly getting xenon. into trouble but yeah. no but isn't there like some sort of like element where there's like a moon goddess yes yeah, that- selena and she wants to destroy earth so xenon has to save everyone from this god so what? she's fighting a god yeah and so xenon sage uh aunt judy's foster daughter and her friends are all the ones who are going to save the day. So it's basically all children are going to save the day. So everyone has to. Yeah. So they have to get everyone out of Protozoa's tour bus. Protozoa's back. And try to remove the moon dome. And they take hover pods to do this. But the dome is too heavy. Um, but they, but luckily, Commander Plank and Aunt Judy show up and they save the day. And Selena destroys the base and then like waves goodbye uh but selena's gone and then um yeah and then in the end sage and xenon kiss and protozoa's band uh has a new uh a new song out and they which have a is a really good song like really which one good? is it sarah you have to out of me. the out of this world or out of the world All right. oh, okay yeah i have to listen to this here at some point yeah so that is those are the plots of Z- the sequel and z3 Okay, I don't want to be dramatic, but those all sound terrible. <laughs> oh no, it's called the Galaxy is ours. The <laughs> Galaxy is ours. Okay. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so those are those are the ones. Like really bad. Uh oh my god. <laughs> now I want to know what the plot of Z4 was supposed to be. <laughs> oh, I mean somebody cut it. Somebody was like, no. I this love is that Xenon so is she elevates from going against some guy who's trying to get insurance fraud to a full-on god. By the third movie. We're really escalating. No, they swung. They did, you know, big swing. Yeah. So that was the film, Adam. How did you enjoy your experience? <laughs> did you like it a little? Uh, okay. What I will say is, I can totally respect those who like are very nostalgic, and you know, this movie is from their childhood and love it for that element. They watched it at a time. When it was probably more appropriate for them to watch it. And I respect that. Uh, this was just like a bad movie. <laughs> no, it was so good. I mean, like so I, Honestly, it- when we asked Adam to join us for this, I kind of knew that was probably going to happen. <laughs> because it's one of those movies where you're like, haven't watched it in a while. And you just expect it to be great. So, and mean, it's a Disney Channel original movie, you know? Yeah. Some of the lines were like kind of funny. There was like, you know, some stuff that I thought was good. I just, I I could not get over the sheer number of times that they used the words major, minor, lunarius, <laughs> and cetus lapidus. Uh, I just, like, couldn't That's get so over funny. the sheer number of times that that happened. 
like it was it was every other sentence had one of those words in it mm-hmm. um Sorry. and i just oh, and stellar oh my god they use stellar a billion times um i like i don't know i feel like they could have done a lot more here with that i would have liked to have seen a little bit more but for a disney channel original movie it was it was fine it was it was fine yeah, it's a fun watch. Uh, honestly, on a random day, I could see myself throwing on Z2, the Z-Quel and Z3 just to see what the hell is up with them. Because it's been so Do long. Do they keep the same phrases? Do I have to keep listening to Cetus Lapidus? I imagine they definitely do. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Those don't die out in the oh, years man. that it takes, right? From, thir- from 13 to 18. They're still there. Um. Yeah, so it's so good. Adam... If people enjoyed ha- uh, listening to you, which I'm sure they did, because who couldn't? <laughs> this is so fantastic. Where can they find you? What else do you have going on? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, PianomanAdam1. You can also find me talking about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend with Todd and Lindy uh, over on Twitter at 1CXG Podcast. We've gotten into season four, which is very exciting. Um, and then you can find me on Post Your Recaps every single week talking about Final Fantasy VII with the incredible Brooklyn Zed. And then upcoming, I believe this next week, actually, we are going to be recording our first episode of Who A, uh, Doctor Who podcast with Melissa Woodward and Kevin Mahadeo. And we are uh, super excited about that. So go over to Post Your Recaps and check that out. Wow. So much, Adam. You have a lot going on. I, don't I like know to stay busy. Uh, Jess, you record like 12 podcasts a week. What do you mean? I mean... Uh... <laughs> So we don't need to tell people that. Wait, <laughs> we know. Yeah, every we've been new, Jess. <laughs> yeah, they already know. Uh, Sarah, what do you have going on? What else is going on in in your world? Yeah, and sh- besides uh, the end of season five of nope, end of season I did that again. End of season six of Boy Meets World and end of season four of Dawson's Creek. We um. You know, check us out. Shit, ninety shows taught me. Um, we also on post show recaps are having a great time covering Pretty Little Liars original sin. Jessica and I, and also I'm having a really great time covering the new League of Their Own show um, from Amazon Prime on post show recaps. So yeah, find me at Sarah Ferguson. Find me at Shit Nineties Pod. Um, find me elsewhere doing other things. Uh, you can find me at the Just Sterling, of course, um, podcasting about Paper Girls, finishing that up over on Post Show Recaps, and always talking about community over there as well. So you can check out all of that over at Post Show Recaps. Uh, thank you all for joining us today on this on out this out of this world adventure through this podcast covering Xenon. Um, it was truly a podcast major. And I'm going to be thinking about it for the rest. Steenus Lapidus, Jess. Let's get out of here. My God. <laughs> let's, let's get out of here. Have a have a out of this world day, everyone. I hope you have a stellar day. Uh, talk to you all soon. Okay, bye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.